We're under the microscope this evening now. The national taxi Lihutla is set to take place this coming Thursday. And President Cyril Ramaphosa wrote today in his Monday letter that he hopes the Lihutla will result in a blueprint for a formalized taxi industry that plays a meaningful role in the mainstream economy and that is effectively regulated. Uh, there's also an expectation that um, the president will address the three-day national Lihutla, which starts on Thursday, and it's expected to bring together government, civil society and industry stakeholders and uh, follows uh, provincial uh, Mahutla. Uh, that have already taken place in most provinces. Now, in a twist here, National Taxi Alliance, uh, uh, the second largest taxi organization, has pulled out of the National Summit. And uh, to uh, tell us why, I'm joined by their spokesperson, uh, Theo Malele. Theo, good evening to you and welcome. Uh, good evening uh, to you and good evening to uh, your listeners at Metro. Uh, just before we even uh, take one step forward, Sure. Maybe let's just correct uh, your opening uh, statement that says we mm. are the second largest. Uh, what qualifies uh, that? Because we, we also strongly believe that uh, we are the largest. Uh, it is just that uh, we have not been given the necessary uh, okay. recognition. But be that as it may, it's fine. Uh, okay, look, I mean, those are your disputes, uh, Theo. <laughs> uh, I want to first understand, I mean, uh, some of the issues around those disputes. And the first one has to do with why you've pulled out of the Lekhutla process. We'll get to the other disputes around size and whether or not you feel Santa yeah, yeah, at yeah, the front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Wh oh, what's happening here with the... Uh, why did you pull out from the Lekhutla? You know, look, uh, the, 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 the Minister of Transport, you would remember that on the 20th of August, he had actually called a, uh, a discourse on the, uh, the launch of the uh, National Taxi Lekhutla. And uh, amongst uh, many invitees were four independent uh, trade uh, union federations, four businesses, uh, representative bodies, and mm -hmm. all of these were invited with uh, speaking rights, irrespective of their same-sector representative uh, duplication. So it was only the NTA that was invited to attend this launch without speaking rights. So we were forced to you know, decline at the invitation after, you know, uh, they failed to include us uh, in the program. Yeah, and what explanation were you given for that? I mean, well, why would they, what explanation were you given for that? We, well, why would we, they we, invite you and not allow you to speak? Yeah, certainly, we, we, we inquired and uh, there was, you know, nothing that made sense that came through from the minister. Clearly, what we realized was that uh, this is Lokotla, is to entrench Santaco as the apex uh, leadership of the taxi industry and to give Santaco the statutory powers to regulate the taxi industry. And this is tantamount to inviting us to, you know, intervene in affairs of, uh, you know, another organization uh, we do not belong to. And we really strongly believe that, uh, you know, we, we, we are expected to walk into this Lakota as tracing us of the minister's uh, preferred uh, organization, uh, that is Santaco, with no participatory independence and identity. So, so I mean, Theo, there's this sense, right, that uh, uh, the kind of outcome that is envisaged in this process is the creation of an industry body that will oversee the affairs of the taxi industry, regularize and effectively formalize some of those. Yeah. Um, I, I, you, you get a sense, I guess, based on the fact of all of these developments that have uh, preceded this Lekhutla, that that process will end up being led by Santaco, and uh, you're quite unhappy about that. Why? 
Look, uh, the decisions that, that, that may arise uh, from uh, both government and Santaco's, uh, you know, deliberation, mm. uh, they don't have to infringe on, on, on our rights. And uh, sh- sh- should that be the case, you know, our only course of action would be to, to take, uh, you know, this through uh, the litigation process. Uh, but I must also uh, impress upon you that uh, the National Taxi Alliance basically is, uh, you know, prepared to, 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 to engage robustly in the transformation and professionalization of, of, of the industry. You know, what we were actually inquiring about were some of these, uh, you know, issues that government should actually explain to us. If they say they want to professionalize the taxi industry, how do they intend mm. to win this? You know, because uh, if, if we were to unpack this uh, just a little bit, uh, we, we have here a situation where taxi operators uh, still uh, owe some of the vehicles that, uh, you mm. know, they, they have. And uh, this is by virtue of, uh, you know, being given uh, such freedoms by the National Credit Act. So if you, if you need to, to transform them or rather let them migrate into a different kind of a setup, you, you, you have to amend uh, the National Credit Act. And that process in itself, it is quite cumbersome. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're also looking at uh, the National Land Transport Act, which also needs to be amended. To, to allow for such processes uh, to, to take effect. Sure, and, uh, sure. Theo, yes. Theo yep. I want us to do this. Can, can we pause for a second and take a quick spot break? When we come back, I'll allow you to continue there on some of the legislative hurdles that you're raising, which are no doubt important, certainly for a sector like this that is heavily reliant on open credit lines with some of its financiers to be able to operate. And then I also want us to come back to the COVID monies that uh, you're looking for as well. We'll continue right. on the other side. Uh, we're under the microscope with the National Taxi Alliance. Parliament's Portfolio Committee on Communications invites individuals or institutions to nominate suitable persons to fill two vacancies of non-executive members to serve on the board of the Media Development and Diversity Agency, the MDDA. The MDDA was established to create an enabling environment for media development and diversity by redressing the exclusion and marginalization of disadvantaged communities and persons from access to the media. Please send applications to MDDA board vacancy at parliament.gov.za by 30th of October 2020. For more information and to obtain the full requirements, please visit www.parliament.gov.za or you can contact Mr. Tembingo Singwama on 083-709-8407. This message is brought to you by Parliament of the Republic of South Africa. Indeed, we're under the microscope this evening and uh, we're in conversation with the National Taxi Alliance and uh, I'm joined by Theo Malele, who's the spokesperson of the NTA. And uh, Theo, before we went to the break, I guess you were outlining some of the things that you feel are the building blocks to formalize and regularize the industry. And you're saying that you probably haven't heard uh, some of the uh, messages or the signals that uh, would assure you that this process is going to happen uh, on some of those. One is the National Credit Act, the other is uh, some of the uh, uh, legislation around uh, a road transport. Yes, in, 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 indeed. These, these, these are challenges. And uh, you know, we also have to take uh, this into cognizance that uh, if you talk to um, 
you know, members of uh, different associations about professionalization, modernization, you, you, you have to unpack that. And uh, that, that process in itself, it, it, it's quite laborious. So it is not something that you can just, uh, you know, try and push through and uh, think that uh, you would achieve this uh, in, in, a met- in a short space of time. You know, amendment of, uh, you know, those pieces of legislation would take uh, anywhere near about two, two years. You know, I'm talking from experience here. I was part of, uh, you know, the, the people that, uh, you know, did this uh, bus rapid transit uh, study uh, abroad and we came back and we tried to, you know, explain this to the taxi industry. So it took a number of years to try and convince people to get them to understand the rationale behind, you know, that uh, transformative agenda. Uh, even up to, to today, uh, the, there are no BRT systems throughout the country that are showing a profit. It is just that uh, they've been subsidized and uh, this is just eating out of uh, the public purse and, and they're not showing a profit. But uh, that's, 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 that's government for you. So as the National Taxi Alliance, we really felt that uh, these things needed to, you know, to be unpacked. They needed to find expression in, in, in a proper Lakota sitting, uh, as, as the minister had envisaged. Had he not uh, mummed us and, you know, had he, you know, listened to this that we are saying, that how do we walk into a, a negotiation space when you don't have rights? So you you like a, a zombie, you know. Uh, and, and then we, we, that did not augur well with us. So we're not quite uh, happy uh, with that. And we've written quite a number of uh, letters to this effect. And uh, the minister is taking actually forever uh, uh, to respond uh, to, 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 to our grievances. Theo, I mean, just, just on that score, I, I guess we also understand the other grievance has to do with uh, money that was promised to the industry for COVID-19. Uh, what are some of the issues in relation to that? The the money, you know, we, we must also say that we were not quite happy with the money. Though uh, Santaco was saying that we're looking for, you know, 20,000 per, per person. Uh, we didn't know what informed that. Well I, well, I cannot speak on their behalf. And, and, and even government, when they had put this uh, ex gratia quantum uh, amount, we were mm-hmm. not quite happy. So we, we wanted to know what informed that. So because we, we had... You know, just before we started, uh, as we wanted to begin to crunch uh, our numbers to ascertain the uh, cost of uh, the, the losses that we incurred, we were told that uh, this is a mere relief. Uh, it does not necessarily uh, need to address, you know, the, the losses that we incurred as an industry. Uh, and, you know, there were, you know, to and fro uh, correspondences and uh, quite robust engagement around this. Because, you know, once the figure was put before us, we, we looked at it and uh, took the estimated uh, number of uh, taxis that are in the country, which are 250,000, and divided that by, by that amount and realized that uh, this amounts to sheer pretense. And another thing here was that we, were, we, we, we are or we were supposed to uh, share this money with uh, e-hailing. And e-hailing, these are... Uh, foreign companies. How do you get foreign companies to to be paid out of uh, South Africa and the uh, taxpayers, uh, you, you, you know, money when when the country mm. is facing so many challenges? You know, so so we we did not agree with that, and 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 we said to the government, look, uh, rather pay this money to individual operators, whilst our counterparts at Sotago were saying, 
they must be given this money and it would be them that distributes the money. And we said under no circumstances uh, should, should, should that happen. SARS has a database of all South Africans and mm. it would be the best vehicle to, to distribute uh, a, a such funds. But uh, one other thing yeah, that yeah. also was a stumbling block is the qualification criteria that was put on to mm. you know, accessing this fund. We were supposed to register as companies and also register with the Department of Labor. Well, that is not much of a problem. But uh, these two could have actually found resonance in, 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 in the Lakota, where you explain you? why you Do have you? such regions. Yeah. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I think all the points that you're making are very well made, and uh, I'm certainly partial to many of them. But I'm, I'm sitting here as you're speaking, asking myself, you know, this is probably the one moment in the post-apartheid period where unity of all forces in the taxi industry uh, would ensure that some of what you want to achieve would come to pass. And I think maybe even in Santaco there would be many areas of convergence between yourselves as the NTA and Santaco. What is the nub of the issue that, uh, uh, you know, I guess creates, creates this distinction between the NTA and Santaco, especially on this issue of formalization? Look, uh, we are united in our diversity. Uh, we, we are an independent organization, so, so, so are they. So we, we cannot be forced to be, uh, you know, to, to, to join uh, uh, Santaco. I mean, the minister or government, if they speak about unity, uh, it, it's a pie in the sky. I mean, uh, you, you, you have uh, political parties that, that actually were as a result of people that broke away from the ANC. Why have they not called uh, for unity around that space? You have uh, unions that uh, broke away from uh, the NAFTAs. Why have they not spoken about unity in that space? Why must we be forced to unite in, in, in something that we already are united in? Because we are two different uh, structures. And uh, yeah, like I said, we are united in, in our diversity. So the minister cannot just uh, force these things uh, down our throats. Uh, we, we know there are milestones that we can talk about here uh, for which uh, even Santaco themselves, you know, got millions and uh, hundreds of millions of rent from the projects that the NTA had initiated. When the government started uh, talking about the tax recapitalization program, the NTA came with the CIA project, which gave birth to the uh, Toyota Hi-Ace uh, named the CIA. And mm. those vehicles were affordable, and not even one vehicle was repossessed because they were affordable to the uh, uh, operators. The operators yeah. it, it is just a pity that uh, politicians, being politicians, they also got kickbacks and they forced uh, cars from uh, Asia and even from Russia. And those cars were like forever in, uh, in workshops and on the road, and uh, most of them have been repossessed. So they've just caused a lot of uh, you know, suffering within the tax industry instead of doing good. So talking about unity when they themselves cannot unite themselves, it, it's taboo to us. Okay. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this, this is something we're going to have to pick up again. But uh, Theo, I really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us this evening. And uh, maybe the last question I have for you just briefly is, uh, what would be needed, I guess, to get you back into this process. I mean, I do know that Lukutla is happening on Thursday, but just the entire deliberative process around regularizing the industry. Uh, uh, what, what would you want uh, to happen before you're able to rejoin the table? Just a, a recognition that we are an independent body and we respect it as such. That's all. Is that too much to okay. ask? And space that's to talk, no? 
Yeah. And space to talk, ne? Yeah. Okay. Theo? Definitely, definitely. I mean, we, we, we have a right as well. Who, who is okay. the minister on earth to come and tell us not to talk? Hey, Theo. Thank you very much and uh, take care. All of the best, man. Good. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Good evening. Theo. Theo Malele is the spokesperson of the National Taxi Alliance speaking to us this evening saying, recognize us. And it's a bone. And for us to come back to the table and at a time, as I said, critical time, where you need unity of purpose and clarity of purpose. Uh, yeah, uh, we certainly uh, hope that uh, that particular matter is resolved before the, the Lekhutla kicks us off on Thursday. 9 p.m. is the time. We're going to have to leave it here. We'll be back with you again, same time, same place tomorrow. Take strength, Africa, Banga.